Hey friends, this is Holly Goodman, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's group of exceptional autism parents. All right. Thanks for joining me for Isaac's Autism Wild podcast. Today we are talking about how to make vacation successful. And this is not an area that I have a lot of success in, which is why I thought, hey, let's have a podcast because vacations are hard. When you have four kids, uh, it's just, it frankly becomes kind of a shit show. Um, and so, Geraldine, I know, um, Geraldine, your secret to success when you're traveling is you take fabulous vacations by yourself, which is amazing. Um, cause I always see you on Facebook and you're running solo and traveling to all sorts of extravagant countries. Um, and you meet incredible people along the way. So I know that that would be an option, but what I want to talk about, um, in this particular podcast is, uh, strategies for parents or families or caregivers on how we can make vacations, um, successful and, I'm hoping you guys can give me some suggestions that don't start with, well, I started uh, with traveling when my kids were young. Cause I know Gerilyn, you're you, because you lived in a remote part of Alaska, that was, you know, your kids always had to travel young and, and probably same with uh, you, Tanya, but I need some strategies for my little cherubs because they're older and I can't reverse time and make them little again so that we can get used to traveling. So, um, we were talking before recording about using TSA pre-check to help avoid lines, which I think is hugely helpful because not all of my kids are particularly patient, especially in lines. And you can apply for a TSA, uh, pre-check, um, and you go in for pre-screening, um, and then you can use the pre-check line to lessen your time when you're there at the airport getting through, um, the line there. So Tanya, here's my question. Do you have any more gems of wisdom for traveling? Okay. So the next one for me is, um, to also to go along with the line thing. If you have a child with autism, I usually will go up immediately to the counter and say, I have a child with autism. Can we pre-board? I've never been turned down. So that means I don't have to wait till certain groups. They let me board first. Perfect. Yep. Now here's the thing. It can be a pro and a con because boarding yeah. early is awesome because you're settled. You got your overhead bag stuff done. However, with some kiddos boarding last actually might be your best option because they're not going to want to sit on the crowded airplane. And it also depends on what airline you're flying. Like, if you're flying Southwest, you want to board early because you don't get have assigned seats on Southwest. Yeah, that's so true. So, um, but uh, every other airline usually assigns seats. So it's yeah. not a big deal. I usually like to board early just because getting my kids settled. Um, sure. That makes sense. Sometimes I don't have, sometimes I don't, like when they were younger, I didn't have to use it. It's only been more recently just because like Logan doesn't like people in his personal space. And so when you're waiting in a crowd of people to get on the plane. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So, and then my next tip would be um, with my kids. Um, I always bring lots of snacks. So I go fill up with snacks that they will eat. Um, in the airport, I grab all sorts of snacks and I always, um, my favorite airline to fly is actually Delta because they have really great like in-flight entertainment when you're flying with them. 
so they have the screen with like movies and stuff but if i'm not flying and even when i am flying them i i invested in buying each of my kids a portable dvd player so that they can watch movies which keeps them pretty busy on most especially long flights okay that's a good plan and um how much roughly are those little personal dvd players i don't know anymore because i had one when my kids were little before we had about a little over a hundred dollars okay each. Like, and I got them each, like, they're different color. One's red and one's blue, so my kids each have their own colors with their headphones. I just have to make sure that they're charged, and they use that on the plane. Um, on Delta, though, they have the in-flight entertainment with the little screen in front of your seat, and so they already have movies there as well, and so a lot of times my kids, that's what we did when we flew back from Hawaii overnight, because I have the kid who won't sleep other places. <laughs> he won't sleep in cars. He won't sleep on planes, and so we have Flying back from Hawaii, the only choice to fly back from Hawaii to the um, back is an overnight flight. There aren't other options really. And so um, he wouldn't sleep on the flight. He would doze off occasionally, but then he would wake right back up. So we would just hook him up with the in-flight entertainment on Delta. And he would just watch, he just watched movies on the flight. I mean, he was exhausted and kind of grumpy the next day, but it's all I could do because he would not fall asleep. Yeah, no, totally. And then for international flights, so we have yet to travel. We, Hawaii was kind of like our test run for traveling internationally. My mother-in-law is Australian, so that's a trip that we've been planning on doing at some point. She comes from a large family in Australia. And so sometimes, because I know I have the child who doesn't sleep anywhere else, um, certain airlines, so um, like Air New Zealand, if you pay extra money, you can buy a row of seats that turn into a bed Yes. You can't see my face, people, because you're listening to a podcast, but trust me, it was like a, what? Like, seriously, yes. that you is can, amazing. It becomes like a little bed, and so you can actually, like, spread out and lay down and go to sleep. So I've, I I, told my husband, I was like, if we go, go to Australia at all, we will fly Air New Zealand and pay the extra money, because they're all, it's the only chance we probably have of Logan falling asleep on an airplane. No doubt. Ooh, all this good information. So we would get two like full rows to our family and like one of us would be with one child, one with the other and the, it would kind of fold out into a bed and you can lay down. Oh, yeah. And that's amazing. All right. What else do you have for me? What about them car rides? Car rides. Car rides are a little harder. I agree. Um, because Logan doesn't like being in cars for long periods. So, and Logan's, um, very scheduled. So I actually, I'm a very big itinerary planner. I use my AAA membership and I go onto their trip tech and I plan out all our stops. And so we just stop more frequently. Like my kids, um, usually a lot of times we'll stop at like parks or playgrounds, but because of COVID, I haven't wanted them necessarily playing on playgrounds as much. So, um, when we just went to Glacier National Park, um, I had a stopping at rest stops just so they can get out of the car and run off energy if anything. So they'll, we'll get out of the car and may not even have to use the restroom, but just so they can run around some. Okay. So now can I ask more questions? Cause see, I'm the yeah. question girl. So when you say that you're a triple A member, is this an app then you put on your phone? Like you get all, you type it, you get it all planned out. And then as your, um, your, is it an app or do you just print something? Well, they have an app. I actually don't like their app. I just prefer to use the website on the computer. Oh, and then I do. Yeah. And I, I use the trip tick on the computer. You can do it on an app though. And I actually plan out the trip and then I print out the directions and it kind of, it plans, I, and I type up my itinerary because Logan's very scheduled and both my kids enjoyed reading the, our itinerary ahead of time. So they knew what to expect. Okay. Yeah. And so they kind of knew how often we would be stopping. So I try to stop usually every hour to two hours. Um, it just depends. Um, a lot of times what we'll do um, with COVID, we weren't eating inside restaurants. So we would get food to go 
and we would go find a place in like a park to eat and they could run off energy too and we would eat in nice. a park. Um, okay, that's amazing. And I also recommend, uh, we're lucky when also when we bought our van that we have, we bought it when Logan was only six months old and part of the reason we got it was because it had a DVD player in it. We knew we liked to do road trips. So we also have a vehicle that has a DVD player, which it does get annoying listening to their movies over and over again while you're driving, but if it takes yeah. the sanity of kids getting bored and screaming, I'm like, I can take it. And I finally figured out how to play music in, on, in the front and then their movie in the back, and that just like changed my life. So. Yeah, the first of the problem that I have, you guys, is that they never want to flip and watch the same movie. So, you know what I mean? And that's the problem is, is that like, you know, it's not an option where you can watch one thing on one screen and one thing on the other screen on the... Well, I make my kids alternate. So they get, so one gets to choose first and then after that, then the next one or the next time, if it's a different trip, the next person gets to choose. So I kind of alternate who chooses yeah. me. Yeah. Those are all valid, valid things. Okay. What else you got for me? I also bring lots of snacks. <laughs> Food. Throw, just my, my kids, my kids eat, they're growing boys. They eat a ton. They're, it's funny because they're really, really picky eaters, but the stuff they like, they eat a ton of everything that they like. Yeah. So we, so we put a little like rolling cooler in our car back there with them. So they just constantly have food with them. Oh, nice. So you just like, here's the food. You just shove the box in the back and they just like, so they, so in our van, we took out the middle seat. So they have, they sit on, sit on the edges. So I, we just put like the, it's a small rolling cooler and we just put it right between them. They have food yeah. and I can reach back and grab something if we need something. Sure. Um, and then my tips for um, most, a lot of theme parks have like um, a disability place you can go. So like my kids, we went to Disney World when Logan was five and um, huh, Disney World for us is fun. My um, second cousin works there. So she's able to get us in. So we, um, so we went in and she showed, she showed me where everything was. She took me to the place where you can go and you, I just had to say, you know, I have a child with autism and they give you, it's kind of like, it works like a fat, they give you a disability pass and it works like a fast pass essentially. So what you use it for is for kids who have trouble waiting is you go up and tell them you have this pass and they will give you a time to come back. And so then you don't have to wait in the lines. So like, let's say I go to a ride and they'll be like, okay, come back in 45 minutes and then you don't have to wait in the line. So we'll go do something else in the park and then you can go back and then you don't have to wait in the line. So it works essentially similar to a fast pass. That's nice. Yeah. And do all of the um, big amusement parks do that? Not all. No. Um, I know I, well, we haven't, we don't usually go to amusement parks a lot. I know Disney World and Disneyland do. Um, I will say for our local people, it's Sherwood, they do. Mm -hmm. It's called a courtesy pass. Someone said they didn't, but, oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. I, I don't know what the parameters are for that. Like, we um, took Cooper in, and, I mean, it's pretty obvious that we have a struggle. Um, and, yeah, so we had the courtesy, um, a courtesy pass, and so that just gets us to the beginning of the line. But it's only Cooper, and what is it, Angela, three writers? Um, or two. Yeah, something like that. Um, I, I used it a couple years ago and Robin and Josh, cause I can't ride roller coasters. Yeah. So Robin and Josh went on together with like the, the bigger roller coasters, but like the log ride and stuff, we were all the three of us were able to go together. Yeah. Um, I would say that four of us got like, so it was Cooper yeah. and three people. So there's four. Um, and yeah, but he had to be on the ride or 
nobody went. And we just did it where if it was like a two person ride, whoever went with him would, you know, like would sit on it with him, then they would go. It wasn't like we wouldn't actually add the two extra people just because we could. Um, right. So we tried to be responsible about that because I mean, we're a family of seven with Cooper. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, Cooper has his likes, the ones that he likes, and they're not like the ones that Mike, like it's the bumper cars. Pa-ching, 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 you know what I mean? And so um, the teacups were like, yeah, I'm gonna definitely barf on those ones. And he thinks that they are grand, but you only can fit like, I think only three of you can fit in there, maybe four, but um, he go on that sucker all day. I will say we got the disability pass when we were in Disney World and we ended up not needing to use it because we were, because all the rides we ended up going on um, weren't super long and the longest we wait we tried I had Disney has an app that tells you like how long the rides are how long the wait is and so we would go to ones specifically that didn't have super long waits anyway and so the longest we had to wait was like maybe 20-25 minutes and Logan was fine waiting those times so even though we had the pass we actually ended up not taking advantage of it because I was like you know if we don't really need it if he's doing okay I don't see the point in using it yeah and so oh, and that's so true because you know we're when we have Cooper we're like seven um, a family of seven, and um, even though Caleb has autism, and he doesn't particularly like waiting, I was like, you can tough it out, kid. You know what I'm saying? Um, because he needs to learn some patience, and yeah. that it's not instant gratification. So with Cooper, on the other hand, like, it's a struggle, because when he gets amped up, he starts hitting himself and punching, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, oh, oh boy, we gotta get out of here. So, um, and he got it more as a safety fallback, because I, it was our first time at Disney, and I didn't know how he would do. Yeah, and totally. he ended up being, yeah, he ended up being fine. And I was like, well, I guess we don't really need to use it because he's doing fine with waiting. Yeah. So but it was kind of like a fallback option if he had a difficult time with it. Yeah. All right, Tanya, you got any more? Is that about, is that your list? I don't know. We'll find out. Because you know, that's the thing. As we get going, you're going to think of something. I'm certain of it, Tanya. You're just like, oh, I don't know. I might have more. Let me be thinking. Those are some really good things. Tanya, where have you been in my life? You want to go on vacation with me? We've also, moved, we've also moved three times to different states too, which means driving through multiple states over multiple days. So like driving, we moved from Texas up to Washington and it took us five days. So Ooh, not good. If we had driven straight through, it wouldn't have taken as long, but we stopped like at Mount Rushmore and we went up to North Dakota to Theodore Roosevelt National Park and stuff. So, well, okay. So here's my question. Well, I'm going to ask this question first, and then I'm going to go to my next mom, Angela, who you're, you're cracking me up because of your location, because I just, we're going to, we'll talk about that here in a moment. But so here's my question. Like when y'all are planning your trips and you're planning, Tanya, you mentioned that you like chunk it up so that there's lots of things to do. Do you still stop at things that you want to do and you want to sightsee at, or um, do you only do it for the things that you know that they're going uh, my to like? Kids, my kids have to do what I want to do. It's not just about what they want to do. Okay, good. Because like, I'm feeling like I would love to see Mount Rushmore, but I'm sure that like that would be like a yawner for like a couple of my kids. They would be like, wait, force march. Wait, what are we doing? Like, no. Mm -mm. Um, but that's the thing. So you do... Logan didn't want to go kayaking in Glacier National Park and I told him he had a, he had never been and he was had like high anxiety. I was like, I was like, you can do this. It's not going to tip over and you have a life jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> I just told him, like, you got to tough it out. You got to take a chance. And he doesn't like bugs either. So nature trips are hard. So I spray bug spray on him and I tell him it works for repelling all bugs. He doesn't know that it doesn't. That's funny. So now a question after he did those things was he was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Or was he still come back and be like, no, I still hated it. 
Um, he it wasn't as bad as he thought, even though the pictures of him are quite funny because he is sitting. We had two tandem kayaks, and he looks so serious in the picture. <laughs> I think what I'm going to do next time for him is because once he knows for sure that we're not tipping, because but the problem with both my kids is they get bored really easily. So for them sitting on a kayak for a couple hours, so we ended up not actually doing it for our full two hours. Was kind of boring is next time I'll be like bring a book just don't drop it in the water and you can read while we paddle whoa nice smart one Tanya I like that idea all right I'm going to switch over to my lovely friend Angela and this is funny because if you are one of our regular moms in our mom's night when we were doing our zoom moms every Thursday it was funny because Angela would pop in and she would always be in her camper her RV um, because that was where she would actually have peace and quiet and so now what's funny is you are actually on a road trip right now, right, my friend? And so yep. you're actually recording this from your car because you can't do it from your camper because that's yes. where they all are. So right. It's pretty, it is loud and busy in there. So I, I, I miss, uh, I miss that being my retreat. Yeah. But it's okay. Okay. Um, so, and that I was asking before we went live, you guys always go camping um, on long road trips during the summer. Um, last year, you guys were gone for a whole month, right? 30 days. Yep. Uh, we actually just started camping. This is our third summer. So we're not, uh, we are later vacationers. Um, so I think our first real vacation was four years ago. Um, and then kind of, uh, every year after that. So we're still later. Um, my kids are, they're 11 and 13. So that's definitely later, late-ish. So yes. So, uh, last summer in the summer, we have taken very long camping trips because we have the ability to, so might as well. Uh, and the school year is crazy nuts and we need, we needed a detox seriously. And this is really helpful for that. But I have like a laundry list of tips and tricks okay, of how to get through 30 days of on the road camping uh, with autism and, and honestly myself, it's, it's helpful for me too. But what I've noticed with uh, Geraldine, Tanya and everybody is um, a real fun tip that we found is if your kids have tablets or iPads and if they have like Disney Plus or Netflix on it, you can download their favorite movies and shows on there and then they can connect their own headphones to it. So then they can watch their own shows and you don't have to hear it. So then you can have your own conversation up front. So I, we do that pretty often. We'll, the, like the week before we leave, we just download crap out of everything on their tablets, on everything. Um, because we're not like, we're not, we're more glampers. Uh, we go camping, but we, we love our, having our internet still there, our downloads, our, our electronics still accessible just because it makes it it makes it easier to deal with or easier to transition to new places like hey I still have my my shows I like to watch so that's been super helpful on the technology end but um I found in the very beginning of our camping trips that social stories were a big ticket winner um and we would do um I made one where we're like, we're going camping because our first big trip. And it's like, we're going to be gone for X amount of days and we're bringing the dogs and they're going to have their toys. And, um, there might be a park. We might sit at a picnic table and eat. These are our, we might be eating this, this, and this, and this is what we're going to see. And then I'll throw maps in there that I'll print from like Google of, Hey, we're traveling from 
A to B. So this is where we're going. And Josh really, really liked that because uh, it really helped with the, are we there yet questions? Um, and I, I didn't do that this year just because uh, the end of the school year was terrible. And I just, what? I couldn't COVID? Yeah. Stop it. Right. Stop it, Angela. You being in, right. in education, I find that hard to believe. Well, I, I yeah. It, and I like Tanya mentioned about AAA. And uh, that's really fun too. And I've been meaning for the last couple of summers to head to their offices and because we're members as well. Um, and they give you those free uh, guidebooks and free maps. So what I plan to do, hopefully I get my shit together and actually go pick up a map is to get a map and like highlight the route we're going to take. And then I could hand him that. And he loves looking at maps while we're traveling. So that um, is a strategy that we're going to start hopefully soon. I can get it together and you actually go to the office and do the things. Yeah. Getcha. Um, getcha. Yeah. Um, let's see. I wrote a list, guys. Love it. You, you guys it. are on it today. I'm loving this. You guys yes. are giving me hope that I might actually be able to travel. This is going to be oh, nice. Yeah, you could do it. Um, and since we travel in our travel trailer, a camper, um, I have a calendar and I have a whiteboard up there. So we, um, and then it's nice to calendar. It's just a dry erase and it's like a full month. So I will write on there, like the days that we're leaving, I'll put like, I'll do travel days in like a different color. So he knows that that's the day we're packing up and we're moving. Um, I'll have like block off the, how long we're at a certain site. Um, and I'll do a countdown as well. So every day or when he's feeling anxious and I'm like, okay, bud, I was like, we don't look at the calendar. This is today. How many days do we have left? And then he's able to X off the days. And I think that really helps with any kind of anxiety or stress. Because usually about uh, halfway through the trip, he's like, I want to go home. When are we going home? He's like, buddy, we still have a really long time. We get to do all this cool stuff still. And then so that calendar really helps with that anxiety of wanting to go home. Because um, 30 days is really long. And I want to go home halfway through. But I know that it's, yeah. it's really beneficial for us to... Really? have this opportunity yeah that's a great idea um i also like to have josh um we have he has a little mini um i got it like 31 gifts they i got this really cute little dinosaur tote he loves dinosaurs and i have him fill it like uh at home so he t he takes it when we get home he takes it and he empties it out and puts all his toys back in his room or spread across his floor wherever he decides to do with it um but before our trips, he puts all of his favorite toys. And I tell him, I was like, all, I was like, this is all you have for your toys. They all have to fit in this bag. So load it up, bring whatever you want. And so he will load it up with all of his favorites. Um, and so that's been really helpful for the longer trips because that provides a familiarity point. Um, and because we are traveling with a camper, we're able to bring like his weighted blanket and his own pillow and his own blanket and the, some stuffed animals that's been super beneficial as well. Um, and then I have a bag that he takes in the car for traveling and that has all of his like sensory items, like uh, little fidget cubes and like little books that have like fun, like travel pictures in them or the like uh, I spy tubes and uh, crinkly paper and just all that fun stuff that'll keep him busy when we're in between stops and we're of the sometimes driving through the mountains is not as fun to the kids as it is me and they're like whatever and then so they'll need something to fidget with um so that's been super beneficial too 
is just to have that bag accessible. And then we have the weighted lap pad as well. And so we'll take that in the car and he forgets to use it. Um, but then I'll have to remind him. He's like, oh yeah, he thinks it's a pillow. So he tries to like lay on it. And I was like, no buddy, on your lap. I was like, it'll work better that way. He's like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I love my weighted, yeah. my weighted lap pad. I use it at work and I love it. Although now they yeah. have me standing because I lost the feeling in my left hand. So they had me doing a standing desk, you know? So don't worry, everybody it eventually came back after like three months. COVID was not my friend because you know, you're sitting in tight quarters at your counter. And so, um, but anyway, yeah, so I kind of, that's the sad part about doing, having to stand so much is I don't get to use my, maybe I should wear it as a shawl. That's an idea. So the lap, oh, yeah. good idea. Good travel advice on the lap hat. All right. Well, we, do the, we do the same thing that you do. We have our, both our kids fill up their backpacks with their favorite mm-hmm. stuff. But it's really funny because so my youngest, my typical child fills his with toys and he's all happy. So my child with autism, Logan, he's 10 and he's an avid reader. He fills his backpack full of books. Well, books are not light. So then he complains that his backpack's too heavy and doesn't want to carry it because he's so full of books. I'm like, you guys are, you guys are nice moms. I let my kids bring just like a couple things each. When we travel, like we go light, we travel light. So Ooh, that's yeah. I will tell you is Caleb um, also has his things that he likes to take and it's he's very ritualistic with it and so the problem is is that I sometimes forget what ones are there like what which ones he brought and he will figure it out but then it's usually too late because we've already left and something got left behind I mean I've had to try and then buy you know use Amazon you know two-day shipping to try and like replace a plushie because I, we can't find it and I'm pretty sure we left it behind and then trying to convince them it's the same thing because I swear to god the kids got radar so I actually started taking a picture of everything that's in it so then that way I would be able to pull it up on my phone and do the little like roll call to make sure everybody's accounted for so that was pretty awesome but yeah oopsies numerous times and then there's nothing worse than them finding the damn plushie that you over, you know, you two day shift and then they're like, wait a minute, why are there two? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. That's so weird. We bring so much stuff just because we have the ability to with the trailer. But when we, Josh and I went on a flight four years ago and he just had the one backpack, like that was it. And then his backpack in his uh, carry-on and we, we limited it to that. So it wasn't as much, but now because, because of the camper, we're able to bring, um, more familiar items, um, so I'm not this crazy person who brings all this stuff for my kid. It's just, we have, we have a camper. No. It's like a house on wheels. I wasn't trying to say that. I'm just like really particular. <laughs> like I don't like bringing yeah. stuff. Having too much stuff actually stresses me out because yeah. even, yeah, even whether I'm traveling by myself or with my kids, I mean, I might bring a couple extra sets of clothes because that's just like a practical thing, but like toys and stuff, I'm like, kids, we're going to wherever we're going to like do something different than what we normally do. So yeah, they need like their entertainment things for in the car, like their iPads or like a couple stuffed animals. But other than that, I'm like, we really, I just try to keep it like that. And for the other thing that Holly was just talking about, so it's less to potentially lose too, because oh. we've had that. I've replaced the, when Elian was small, I had to replace the Wonder Pets. And you could tell the difference, like the ones, the originals, they had miles on them. Like Ming Ming's feathers were not yellow anymore. So, I mean, you could easily tell, like when this fresh clean one showed up, he's like, who is this? If I'm like, you gotta go find a dirt pile and you just rub Absolutely, it you gotta rub it around in some dirt and like step on it a few times and then maybe. But. Yeah. Oh yeah. Believe me, I've been there. I've been there. I have one more tip too. 
Oh, good. Let's hear so, it. For me, is uh, it comes down to also just really knowing your child because Logan's not one of those kids who can just go, go, go all day. And I know some, some friends I know who, when they travel, they're constantly doing stuff all throughout the day. Logan needs like, he can't just go all day and do anything. So we have to schedule like downtime. And so like when we were at Glacier, like we would go hiking in the morning or do something in the morning, but then we come and we'd have some downtime back at the cabin before we'd go out and do something else. He has to have that downtime. He can't, he does not like just going. Yeah. Totally agreed. That is true. That is true. Angela, was that all your list or do you have more? Um, I just have a couple more things. Oh, yeah. um, uh, one big thing is we like to do, we call them uh, uh-oh moments in our house. Uh, that really helped Josh early on when he had like a substitute and he freaked out at school. Uh, his speech therapist actually taught him this uh, phrase. It's like, oh, it's not oh moment, like something's not right and we have to be prepared. So when we, uh, him and I were on a flight four years ago and we were leaving Spokane and our we got boarded he was psyched we were following all the social story he was just so excited and then none of the uh like the maintenance lights would shut off or something so they couldn't figure out why some lights wouldn't shut off or why they wouldn't turn on or something so we had to deboard the plane and he freaked out but thankfully we had a page in our uh social story that said you know there could be an uh-oh moment and i just went to that page and i was like buddy uh-oh moment we we're having a we're having a bad time and it's okay and he's like okay uh-oh got it but then it was funny because we had we didn't uh we got pushed to the next flight which was an hour later and i was hungry that by that point because we had an early flight but he didn't want to he was like no food no nothing i stand in line and i'm gonna wait so that was kind of hard to figure out um thankfully we haven't had to experience that again but that was kind of like the trigger. He's like, nope. He's like, we're on the plane. No snacks, no food, no nothing. So that was kind of fun. Um, uh, yeah, the uh-oh, because I feel like though my life is a social story of uh-oh moments. I mean, if I'm being honest. True. Yeah. I know, and yeah. things like that, you can't really, if they're hard to prepare your kid for, we had a, <laughs> when we went to Hawaii, we were on our plane in Seattle and our plane had a flat tire. So we were delayed taking off. So um, fortunately, we got very lucky because I know they don't usually do this much anymore. The flight one of our the flight attendants on our flight, her grandchildren were on the plane and they were sitting like right across from us. And she had allowed them to go up to the cockpit. So while we were waiting, she's like, "Oh, do you guys want to go up to the cockpit?" So my kids got to go up to the cockpit and sit in the pilot seat and meet the pilot. Ooh, nice. I know, and I was like, "That's just not that doesn't happen often anymore." We just got really lucky that the flight attendants' kids happened to be on the flight or grandchildren happen to be on the flight too. And so you lucky dog. Unaccompanied minors get to do it quite a bit. My kids always come back with wings and <laughs> like stuff from the pilot. So yeah, if they're traveling by themselves, they often get to, but now uh, we call our uh-oh moments. We just say, is it a big deal or is it a little deal? So that's how I have to remind Elian not to kind of freak out. I'm like, he's like, it's a little deal, mom. It's a little deal. So, and he'll just like repeat that to himself. Yeah, in the midst of it, we usually cue Caleb with the, does the size of your reaction match the size of yeah. the problem? You know what I mean? And so then he has to kind of, you know, think, but yeah, I feel like my whole life is a uh-oh or an oh shit moment. So, but, mm -hmm. you know, that's just the way we roll people. That's why we don't travel much. <laughs> what else, Angela? I can't, I can't imagine like traveling with the, your size family though too, Holly. Like that just stresses me out. Two kids is like enough stress for me. So. Well, that's what I'm saying to her. Like, myself. 
that's the reason why I adore you is I like to watch you in your trips because I'm like, that's that, that's my girl. She's going off on an adventure by herself. She's the smart one. She's the smart one. So. But not this year. Stupid no. COVID. Stupid Delete COVID. COVID. Where were you supposed to be, Carolyn? I was going to go to Spain again. I was actually going to do this really intensive Spanish course so I could really improve my Spanish a lot more because I mean, I'm conversational and I can understand most of it, but I can't always respond the way I want to or talk about like more in-depth topics. So I was going to do that. It's so kind of piggybacks how Tanya was talking about like just being in tune to your kid. Um, I just kind of like uh, figure out when Josh needs like a sensory break or when he's sensory seeking, um, he'll, he'll ask me, um, this is what my kid does. He will be like, mom, I need squeezes. Will you squeeze me? And usually it's like a couple times and it's a couple squeezes on the neck, on the arms, maybe a little back scratch. But when it comes super, super repetitive, I'm like, all right, buddy, we need to go do something. So we'll take the dogs for a walk or we'll go for a walk ourselves. Or he has his uh, therapeutic brush, like his sensory brush. And I'm like, you need to do some brushing before I'll do this again. So when it gets to like him requesting squeezes more than like three times, and I'm like, you need to do some brushing first, and then we'll come back to this. So usually by that time, he's like, oh yeah, okay, fine. And so that's really helpful. And it was a great tip, Tanya, just to kind of be in tune to your kiddo. And I mean, we, I think we forget sometimes when we're traveling, I do, that like when Josh is just constantly asking, I'm like, oh, I get, I'll get frustrated. And I'm like, Josh, just stop. Like, especially when we're almost to our destination and we're like, we got a big old trailer and we don't want to like U-turn because that's a pain. Yeah. Um, so we'll just, I'll just have him like, I'm like, just get your brush, get your brush. We'll handle it later. Um, but just kind of like helping them realize their own coping strategies with their little uh, sensory items has been helpful as well. Ooh, that's a good one. I still have the sensory brush. That one's going to be probably just a little like icon that I hold on to for the rest of my life. Not to mention, they just feel good on like me. Amazing. So, yeah. yeah. And I definitely too, I'm with you, like never leave home without the weighted blanket for sure. Like literally <laughs> that's, and, and even for myself, like, I don't know about you guys, but I have actually used my kids weighted blanket before and it's like amazing. So yeah. Well, that is, okay, you guys, thank you so much, because I have to be honest with you, I was going to say, if all three of you people sit there and tell me that the trick was you got to start early since they don't know any difference, I'm going to be really mad at all of you, because, like, you got to offer some people like me who started late some hope, but you guys did, you guys, you guys brought your A game today. Well, and just with anything else, you just need to have, like, you just need to have patience, I mean, they'll get through it, whatever it is. I mean, and practice makes perfect. So just go on those trips, Holly, and then just do it. Even if it's like a shit show and it doesn't go well, do it again anyway and just change something for the next time. So for example, being flexible, we were hiking in Glacier and Logan got tired of hiking and kept asking to turn around. I was like, we're not turning around. So finally he was complaining so much. I was like, okay, you and I will sit down. And I brought a little blanket with us. I sat down with a blanket. Scott kept hiking with my youngest and I sat down and I brought one of his books and I pulled out his book and started reading to him. We have a nice view of the lake. That's smart. Scott just took Colin further and then they came back for us. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is we have to divide and conquer. So it's kind of a drag because, you know, when you have that many kids and everybody has different interests and different like abilities, it's one of those things where we, we joke, you know, Cooper which is, you know, John's son who's 17, 
he would have been perfect for the Lewis and Clark expedition cross country because that kid can just, he just wants to see what's behind every tree, every curve in the hiking trail, you know, down every hill, up every mountain, he wants to see it. And then God forbid, it's a turnaround. Like that's the problem is, is that we really try to do the loops and not the out and back because, oh Lord have mercy. Uh, I already seen this and I don't want to see it again. So, you know, so that's one of the big things is that if we can do it in a loop, it's so much better than just down and back because otherwise um, we're losing interest fast. And then we have Caleb who, you know, he's afraid of everything. So getting him to go on a forced march is not an easy thing. So a lot of times now that kid will fish. If you put him somewhere where he can fish all day long, like, you know, happy day. But that's the thing is, is that you're never going to convince anybody, anybody else in our party, other than like John or I to sit out on a boat or like out on a lake and fish for five hours. You know what I'm saying? So we have to definitely divide. Um, I've yet to find an activity that everybody will do without complaining. But we also have not taken all of the kids on an airplane ride at the same time. So that's something that John, believe it or not, wants to take them all to Disney World. And I think, dear God, are you mad? I mean, that just sounds horrible in my mind. I'm like, wait, how about we get a babysitter and then like, we'll go to Disney World. I was going to say, I can come watch your kids while you guys go. So since oh. I get to go by myself, I'll come yeah. watch your kids. You guys go somewhere. See, I'm telling you. like, I have no desire to go to Disney, period. And so I'm like, I, good luck to all of you. I'm I like, have I the only um, a adult woman who has never been to Disneyland or Disney World. I've never been, ever. So it's, it's overrated. Okay, that's what I hear. In my, way. in my opinion, I think it's too expensive for it what is. you get. And I'm not, I don't, I don't know, but I don't really like Disney that much, so. That's and I probably wouldn't go, well, we still don't go often. It's expensive, and even with us being able to get free tickets for our family into Disney World, you still have to pay for a place to stay. The food there is expensive. So it's still even getting our tickets in free is still an expensive trip. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think my husband is adorable, but crazy, crazy. That's what happens when you're a fireman. You just go crazy and you have these great ideas. And that's the thing. He's, he's great in an emergency. Me, not so much. It's just like, okay, abandon ship. Ab wait, we can't, we're on an airplane. You can't abandon the airplane. So I think, I think I would be stressed taking that many kids. See, I'm doing good. Two kids fine because we're, we can like divide and conquer because we each get one child. Taking that many kids would stress me out. Oh my gosh. And that's the thing. They know they have that they outnumber you and it just gets worse. It's so. like a school field trip, Holly. Like you have your own class there that you're taking on a field trip. That was like our kindergarten trip to the pumpkin patch or something. But. Exactly. Exactly. I'm telling you. So anyway, all right. Well, my friends, I thank you for giving me this good information. We are actually going to try and Get out again and try and do a um, camping trip. Although we're gonna do like we're not we're not glamping. We're gonna like hardcore it. So wish us luck. And I'm gonna take all of these strategies that you guys suggested and hope that we come out. We did do a little. We did a short little trip, not with everybody, just for with a with three out of the like three of the kids we went and for just a real quick weekend. And we um, took Baby Yoda along and took a lot of pictures. And here's what's funny about that. So we went. We happened to be at Walmart grabbing some groceries and they had the baby Yoda replica and we're huge Star Wars fans. So anyway, we, we bought Yoda and I will tell you actually one of the things that kept everybody occupied the longest was coming up with crazy things that we can do with baby Yoda. 
while we were out there. And I was just like, why is it that like everybody is high? I mean, even John was coming up with like, oh, you know what we need to do. And I was just like, it was so funny to me that like everybody was largely entertained by just coming up with the most random things that you could put and have baby Yoda do and, and, and photograph, you know, so that it looked like authentic, like baby Yoda. Anyway, so I was like, you know, I think that little baby Yoda is going to be making this next trip because if it entertains that many people for that long, I'll take it. I'm going to take it. I'll take the win wherever I can. So, so stay tuned for some pictures of my return trip with some baby Yoda. So anyway, well, thank you guys for joining me. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. And I hope with all of the gems that you guys, I mean, you guys really covered the gamut of road trips camping and even air and international traveling too. So I really appreciate it. I feel like this is a jam-packed episode of very um, useful strategies, which is beyond, hey, you should just start early, right? Because that didn't happen. So you guys are gems. I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up and I hope you join us next time. And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe and just remember we're all in this together. So find your tribe and hold them tight.